Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Coach of the Prof podcast here with you week nine of college football, which means week eight of NFL. It seems like the season is quickly going by, flying by, and um, Prof, what's going on, man? What's uh, what you know? It does seem like the season is going by quick. It feels like we should just be getting started, but we're really almost halfway through already. Which is yes. hard to believe, especially in the college season. It's nuts. And, uh, Speaking of college, how about them Vols? They are the talk of not the town, but the country right now. Yeah, and we're in, in uh, uncharted waters as Tennessee fans because our team is actually relevant this year, and we don't know how to handle it. Um, nope, no, we do not. <laughs> and so I'm trying to constantly embrace in the fact of uh, enjoying where we are as a team. And, it's hard. Uh, also – increasing expectations as the weeks go on about being a possible playoff team. So um, regardless of where we sit, I'm terrified of this week's game, to be honest with you. I think you have a conflicting um, personnel mindset uh, game type where Kentucky is like, I saw today, I heard on the radio today, Kentucky is like top five in the country in time of possession. And Tennessee is like the last like 2% in college football. Sports so quickly, so obviously one of those trends has to lose this week, and um, you know I, I think we'll be fine at home in the end. Uh, but it does blackout. Yeah, I mean, and I, I think I've I've listened to a couple of podcasts about sports uh, casters fearing that Tennessee has is in a look ahead spot. But for the true Tennessee fans, we know that Kentucky is not a true uh, look ahead spot because we don't like Kentucky very much, and they're a, a rivalry game. So, um. Yeah, a big 65-24 win against the, the high-flying Skyhawks of UT Martin last week. How about that one? <laughs> they almost backdoored us on the spread there. Luckily, they didn't. They did. For my pocket, at least, anyway. Uh, but for this Kentucky game, I, I think it'll be interesting. Kentucky is a very good defensive team, but I, I just don't think they can score enough to keep up with us. And there's a crazy stat that Tennessee has the second-to-worst in all of college football uh defense against the pass so that's a little terrifying to hear but Kentucky also wins by running the ball and not throwing so and as you said a true Tennessee fan knows this is not a look ahead also Kentucky is getting off their bye so we we know that they're coming into this game ready Uh, we're lucky that Georgia our next week's game is playing Florida who's also off a bye so that's good at least too both teams are playing very prominent SEC opponents uh, which will help us out for our game against them next week but as far as the spread where where do you fall here on the Tennessee minus 12 Kentucky plus 12 so it was 13 yesterday uh, and it's dropped to 12 uh this for me is Tennessee or nothing. Um, just with that 12 number, I mean, you're, you're talking about a couple field goals possibly uh, with a possible cover. I, I think Tennessee uh, does score fine Saturday night. I, I think it could turn into a, like a first half really close game. Maybe like Tennessee by like seven or ten at half, mm-hmm. and then we pull away. Um, I think Kentucky will keep it close. I'm nervous about third down opportunities for Tennessee. Like, in terms of the you know the possession count, like if Tennessee goes a quick three and out to start the game, Kentucky takes seven minutes off the mm-hmm. clock and scores first. Like I could see a situation like that, um, but I know uh, I don't know. I believe in the Tennessee offense. I mean, in, in this day and age, 
college football offense is going to win. Um, so I don't know. What do you think? What are your feelings? I, I don't disagree with that. I, I fear more about the back door. Yeah, I agree. That at the end of the game, we're up 14 or 17. And so we know the game's in hand. Uh, they can score and it doesn't matter. And they kind of get one of those trash touchdowns at the end of the game to maybe cover the 12 is kind of how I see this going. Yep. Uh, first quarter, Tennessee's minus four and a half. We, I've talked about that before on here, that Tennessee is a great first quarter team. That's a little terrifying. It is even money, at least, though. Uh, but like you said, the the danger and the over-under for the first quarter is 14 as well. But the fear with that is, like you said, say Tennessee goes on – or Kentucky, excuse me, goes on a, like, seven-minute first quarter drive where we don't get some stops and they pick up four first downs or so and running the ball on 80% of the plays. That's going to that's gonna kill a lot of those opportunities for that first quarter. So I, I think this is one of the rare times I'll be staying away from that first quarter bet for Tennessee. Yeah. Uh, I will probably play in it next week against Georgia as we are assumed yeah. to be underdogs for probably every quarter in that game, and I will take that. But I think with this Kentucky, I'm glad to hear the numbers dropping. I might wait to see if it drops. If it ever hits 10, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. taking Tennessee. Uh, I'm glad to know it is dropping. That's a good sign for us. Right. Yeah, there's definitely some money. I would bet that people are blindly betting Kentucky because, as you know, if you just look at the board, Kentucky has a double-digit underdog. Like, yeah, I'm probably just going to blindly bet that. Uh, so I bet that number – I think that, that that number might go down to like 11.5, but I don't think it's going to get much lower, uh, especially with the hype around Tennessee. But, hey, I could be wrong. Well, yeah, I mean, I would have never thought it would drop. So that's, that's already what's surprising to me. So right. – Obviously, there's a line where it'll start going the other way. I don't think it will ever reach 10. I think that'd be too far of a drop. Yeah. I think if it got to 10, Sharps would hammer it and it I would agree. immediately go away. Here's your look ahead of line, a look ahead line to next week Tennessee, 11 and a half point underdog at Georgia. How about that? That's dropped a lot when we first talked about a week ago. 15 and a half. Yep. So I love 15 and a half. Give me that. And next week, next week's a really good day in college football. Alabama, LSU, Tennessee, Georgia, Clemson, Notre Dame, TCU, Texas Tech. I mean, so there's some good games. But anyways, we'll get there when we get there. So next week's going to be yeah wild. Okay. And I know we talked about this before we went live, but in the NFL, the, the slate's kind of weak. College kind of mimics the same. Last week was a pretty weak slate. This week is, again, in college, kind of a weak slate. I do have an early play for you tomorrow night, Friday night. Might be one of my favorite plays of the week. Um, so the ECU Pirates beat, mm-hmm. beat UCF, one of their biggest wins in, in the past, like, three to five years in the program. So it was oh. a huge win during cloud nine. They're playing BYU. BYU got killed by Liberty. They've been, they've been a disappointing team with a lot of hype. They have been. But here's the but. ECU has to travel cross-country on a short week after a massive win at USC to BYU. And if you know anything about BYU on Friday nights or Thursday nights, they pack the stands. And I think this is a perfect spot bet. Now, I don't like the matchup per se, but if you want to bet a spot, this is it. I think you have to take BYU minus three. Um, Just because ECU doesn't know how to handle success and they have to travel cross country on a short week to a team that got beat by not a power five team, uh, and I, I have confidence that BYU is going to be ready to go. So I'm going to lay the three for I BYU. Don't, I, I don't hate that. I mean, because BYU has the offense. Yep. And, and at home, as we know in college, makes uh, a it big does. difference. 
so I, I don't I don't hate that play. Three is a nice key number. At least it's not three and a half. You're not done with the hook at least. So playing yep. for a push at worst, hopefully, especially at the home team. Yeah, for sure. So um, I will make sure uh, to tweet that one out because I do feel good about it. Um, and that's and, tomorrow. So yeah, don't wait till Saturday. Night. You'll miss it. Yeah. So I will tweet that tomorrow night. But the, the game that probably is worth noting um, is the Ohio State-Penn State game, yeah. which for us Tennessee fans, we are – hoping that Penn State can pull a little bit of magic. Uh, Ohio State's first true road test, I would say, uh, goes to Happy Valley. And I think that's a night game, maybe. No, that's a uh, No, noon. Yeah, that should be a night game. Um, but, yeah, so Hinton Hooker's uh, rival for a Heisman favorite goes and takes his team to Happy Valley. Got any thoughts there at all? So, a few things I want to talk about. One of my plays later, they – if you watched them against Iowa, the defense won that game for Ohio State. They The entire first half, Ohio State started every possession in Penn State territory, almost always within about the 20 because there are so many turnovers. But all they did was kick field goals, and Stroud looked awful. He did finally put it together there at the very end of the game and made it look way worse than it was. But uh, – so that made me show two things. Iowa's defense is literally legit, like very, very good because they kept stopping Ohio State in short yarded situations. Penn State just got murdered yeah. by Michigan, just absolutely obliterated. Uh, but Ohio State is the presumed by a lot of analytics, the number one team in the country that supposedly they're the best team that there is, most complete. Uh, I don't love that it's a little over a touchdown. Obviously, I'd love that to be 14, but I, I, I don't – I mean, it's college football, so anything can happen, but I don't see how Penn State keeps it close. I don't either, unfortunately. Yeah, I, I wish I did, but I if I'm playing a side here, I'm playing Ohio State. Yep. I agree with you there. Um, that might be the best, quote-unquote, college football game of the weekend. Um, and at noon. Yeah, at noon, which is such a disappointment. Where's uh where's game day this week? Game day's at Jackson State, where Deion Sanders is the head coach. What? I just that just shows you how poor of a week it is. Yeah. Um, you need to know. But I I I'm assuming that game day will be in Athens next week for the Tennessee Georgia game. Crazy. We'll have it in three weeks yeah. out of five, four. Who would have thought going into this year, huh? Insane. Uh, one one upset alert I want to say is TCU West Virginia. So another team that Tennessee fans are watching is TCU. Uh, I think they should have lost last week. Kansas mm-hmm. State got a terrible pass interference call against them late in fourth. Um, TCU is going to lose. I don't know if it's going to be this week at West Virginia or next week against Texas Tech, but it's coming. Uh, and West Virginia is terrible on the road. Their defense is absolutely atrocious. But for some reason, they're really good at home. They beat Baylor at home a couple weeks ago. Uh, that's a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. TCU is on the road at West Virginia. It's going to be rowdy. Uh, West Virginia Mountaineers at home. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to play this or not, but that's one game to kind of dabble a little bit with money line. It's going to be a good value there. Currently, it's plus 225 if you think that uh, West Virginia can beat TCU. Like I said, TCU's going to lose. I just don't know what uh, or when it's going to happen. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, something to, to watch there. Interesting. TCU, they were lucky to win last week. Uh, Sprinkling the money line, though. I like that. Uh, 
My only my main play from college this week is Wake Forest minus three and a half at Louisville. Wake Forest is a very good team. Uh, they are on the road, but Louisville is a very inconsistent team at best. Uh, Wake Forest is by far the better team here. Uh, I might tease it down to minus three just to make myself feel a little more comfortable, but love that play. And as I mentioned before, the other play I like is the Iowa. Their defense is so good. I think I will be playing the under 37 and a half uh, against Northwestern. Uh, Northwestern is awful. Uh, and Iowa's offense is not great either, but I think that they will be able to keep Northwestern to zero, maybe 10, maybe 10 points total for Northwestern. Uh, and the Iowa offense isn't going to put up 28 points. I like that. I like That's that. really it for I got for college. I was looking at it. It's, it's pretty barren out there for this week. Yeah, it is. And, um, I don't know. I think next week we'll have more plays, but. I'll tweet a couple on Saturday morning. We had a, a pretty good week last week with Ohio State team total that easily cashed. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, anyways, to the NFL where I don't know if you agree with me or not, but this has been such a subpar year in quality of games um, and storylines about, you know, Rodgers and Brady look terrible. The Offenses are lacking. It's low scoring. These primetime games that we're currently watching are just terrible. Um, but overall, you had a good week last week. Three and one on your card. That was good. Yeah. Not bad. I. Uh, it was a good. It was a good week. This week, uh, there is only one matchup in this entire week <laughs> that is between two teams that have winning records. That's that's how bad this week is. Uh, and. If the listeners can guess who those two teams are without cheating and looking it up, uh, kudos to you. But that would be the one and only New York Giants versus the, of course, the one team everyone expected, the Seattle Seahawks. Yep. Yes. That is your only game with How about them apples? Teams, teams with winning records. Insane. So pretty bad week. Uh, and sadly going to look at uh, an underplay here. Uh Luckily, uh, the London game this week is between Denver and Jacksonville. And Boy, what a game. And the reason I say lucky is because it is only being streamed on ESPN+. Plus, So you can't even watch that game unless you have ESPN+. Plus. So they're sparing all of us from watching that. I will play the under 39 and a half. I don't care that Russell Wilson thinks he's back and ready to play. He's clearly going to be uh, hampered a little bit with a hammy injury, whatever the shoulder injury he has going on. Uh, he was already not great when he was full strength health. Uh, I don't care for the sides on either of these teams. London is also notorious for under games on top of that. So, yes, please give me the under 39 and a half in that London game. Book it, baby. And I won't even bother watching it. No, no need to. You'll waste your time. No. Um, Cruising through the board and kind of looking at everything, my strongest play of the week is probably Dolphins minus three and a half at Detroit. Uh, One, I don't understand why it's this short. About before Tua got hurt, Dolphins were the number one or two team in the NFL. They have the offense. Uh, uh, I watched their game, the full game for the first time last week, and if Tua gets a little bit more accurate, they will put up a ton of points. 
his receivers are open, they're fast, but he throws it behind them to where then they get tackled because they're just making sure they get the catch. Uh, I'm willing to blame part of that of his first game action back after a pretty horrendous uh, concussion injury, back injury, whatever the Dolphins want to claim it to have been. Uh, and so I think he'll be a little bit more up to speed and be a little bit more accurate. Uh, and Detroit doesn't play defense anyway. Uh, I know Detroit's going to get DeAndre Swift back, but I just think that the Dolphins should win this game and pretty easily. Detroit's going to win a game eventually, uh, and I like their coach, but I don't think this Dolphins team is the one where they're going to get it. No, I, I like that play. Yeah, that was the one I scanned and saw that I was like, okay, this makes kind of s- – since uh but yeah so a couple of divisional matchups 49ers rams rams and one and a half point underdog at home thoughts on that one in that game the 49ers have owned the rams always with the these two coaches uh shanahan's always run mcveigh i don't i don't know why or how that has been that way but it's consistent and he he truly has uh so And with the new acquisition of Christian McCaffrey uh, probably being a little bit more of a full-time role player, uh, the Rams have weird things going on with their running backs. Also uh, hoping to get the rookie Kyron Williams in, but he won't be there yet. It's a weird line to me to even see it as as only minus one and a half uh, because there's going to be more 49ers fans in the stands anyway. Right. Even though it's a home game, the Rams don't really ever have a home game. They don't have fans at home. I, I know Jimmy G's bad and this team looked awful and maybe that's why it's as small as it is, but I, the only play here is 49ers minus one and a half. Yep. I think you have, you have to play that side. You can't, you can't, you can't play the Rams. Against you can't them. play the Rams. They don't have an offensive line right now. Like Matthew Stafford is dying slowly behind yeah. the offensive line right now. Poor guy. So uh, someone else is dying is Matt Ryan. He's dead according to the starting lineup. Um, what? Yeah. What? Talk about. Oh, that poor dude. That's the story. I, I I would bet he wishes he was back in Atlanta. I mean, he has to. Um, he has to regret this. Yeah, it's terrible. But we got to talk about Halloween. Halloween matchup. Uh, the two. Even they did this on purpose. The two orange and black teams. <laughs> I hadn't even. I hadn't. That's, that's on purpose. I hadn't even thought about that. That's funny. Yeah, weird. Uh, Cincinnati, Cleveland. <laughs> the Browns are a home. Three point underdog. Uh, why don't you take the Bengals here? To, to the to the well, I, I didn't see what this line was before, and I don't know if it's changed at all with the news that Jamar Chase is out on IR now for at least four weeks and maybe up to six with whatever this uh, weird hip yeah, injury that's... is that he has. So I, I didn't see the line to see if that moved. Cleveland's still waiting to get Deshaun Watson, but by the time they do, it might not matter. But the Bengals are warming up, and the Browns don't have a good defense. Everyone's kind of waiting to just watch Kareem Hunt get traded. But I, I think if you're going to play something here, I think I play the over, which is terrifying yeah. in, in today's NFL. But Bengals can put up points quick. The Browns don't have a defense. And the Bengals' defense is not by any means great. And the Browns have the number one in the – number one running back, pure running back in the NFL right now in Nick Chubb. So they're they're going to put up at least 14, if not 21. Yep. Yep. Uh, I would play the over here. But if I'm playing aside, I'll take the Bengals. Yeah, for sure. Uh, any other thoughts on the games? Well, I'm I'm going to go back to my well here. I told you all about this last week. No one listened to me. Going back all, to the Eagles. 
all the experts here said this line looks weird for a reason. You shouldn't play them. Don't trust them. Uh, their record's false. They're not that good. Well, at some point, you are what your record shows. And the Giants are three-point dogs again uh, to the Seattle Seahawks. And I, I'm sorry, but at some point, people got to move on past their preseason beliefs in a team uh, and just accept the fact that Daniel Jones is doing what he needs to. He's not turning the ball over. Saquon Barkley is healthy and will be the best player on the field. Seattle probably won't have DK Metcalf. And so as much as he hasn't done a ton this year, he is a dynamic presence for that offense that now the other team doesn't even have to worry about. Uh, so I'll take the Giants on the money line, much less the plus three. Ooh, baby. Yeah, have a little have a little fun with that. Ooh. The only other two plays I like at all in any sense, and these are uh, the one I like the least that I will tell you that you could play, but one of my least favorite plays of the ones we'll mention is the Saints plus one at home versus the Raiders. Uh, the Saints are a good team, uh, but they – I've had a little bit of bad luck with injuries. They're getting a little bit healthier, but they're definitely by no means uh, full strength. But the Raiders have shown nothing uh, to make me feel confident in them. Devontae Adams is also sick with some sort of flu or something, and they're hoping he'll be back for game time. But if he is not back, Waller is also somewhat starting to practice. Uh, But even with them fully healthy, their defense has looked awful. And the Saints at home are a different team. I'll take the Saints in that game. Ooh, that's a little bold play there. That's a little bold play. Like I said, of the ones we're talking about today, that one's my my least strong play, but I still like it. The other line that I, when you see this line, makes no sense to me and is my last play is the Titans minus two and a half at the Texans. Now, Now, I've been a believer in the Texans all season of they are better than people give them credit for. And they're better at home without a doubt, but the Titans are coming into form. They finally have realized, Oh, just give the ball to Derrick Henry. Uh, And I'm wondering if this line is set that way because we're not sure if Tannehill is going to play or not. I don't know that that's a bad thing. Yeah. So is the other thing. Uh, And so maybe that line falls even more if Tannehill gets ruled out. Uh, But I love that minus two and a half. Uh, the game I'm most interested to watch that I'm not actually going to play at all, though, is the Jets underdogs yet again at home, plus two and a half versus the Patriots. We just watched the Patriots be awful uh, against the Bears at home. Uh, and the Jets keep not getting credit, but they're good. They did lose Brees Hall, who was their stud and was definitely what made their offense go. So I'm intrigued to see how they do. I mean, they got uh, James Robinson from Jacksonville, but uh, he just got there. How integrated is he going to be? And he's nowhere near as dynamic, obviously, as a rookie in that that Brees Hall was. But that, that's a weird line to me. I'm not going to play that at all. I'm going to stay away from that. But I, I'm intrigued to see. Uh, they have the ability to hit theirs over on their season total wins already. Wow. I win that game after being underdogs in every single game. That's crazy. That's Just crazy. insane stuff. I mean, good for them. I love their coach, Robert yeah. Sala. I like him a lot. And I hope yeah. they're definitely. relevant down the road. Right, right. Well, cool. Well, there you have it, ladies and gents. There's our thoughts. We will post our official card on Saturday and Sunday morning. Hopefully we'll be uh, recording a podcast this time next week when the balls remain undefeated head to Athens for a potentially a top two matchup. We'll see what the, the polls show. At, at worst, a two versus three. Yeah, which matchup. would be incredible. Uh, 
Well, and, and don't and don't for, don't forget the uh, the Friday play tomorrow as and well. Friday play, we yeah. out, but don't don't miss that one. Is that's a good one with the BYU. It takes me uh, and remind me if I forget. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, you never know with the Friday night college football game. But it's yeah. one of those spot bets that everything seems right in the conditions. You probably have to play it. Um, and so yeah, so we'll play that. See what where it takes us. Yep. Don't forget uh, to see those plays. It's on Twitter at Coach and Prof, where you can see our live plays uh, at Coach and Prof. All right. Good luck, everybody, this week. And I'll turn it over to the Prof to uh, take us away. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Bet or don't bet. Just have fun either way. Uh-huh.